Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey today. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, Dum Dums and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, and Curse Code and Crown, as well as three event podcasts with miniseries releases scheduled at random intervals, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pop, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise today. Welcome back to Curse, Code, and Crown, a live play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast featuring a fully original world and campaign. I am the wizard Cronox, observer of time. Curse, Code, and Crown features our regular voiceover artists and improvisers, Laura Elizabeth as Princess Gwendolyn, Tyler Hewitt as Maka Deathcap, and Ryan LaPlante as Duncan Kindano, alongside our dungeon master, the incredible Tom McGee. So get ready for an adventure including thrills, chills, and hope for a brighter tomorrow. It's time for Curse Code and Crown!
pardon me, I, I, it may just be that I'm not familiar with your physiology. Um, are you, are you in there somewhere, or are you, are I'm you I'm not in the armor, I am the armor! <laughs> He's like, like, this guy seems really excited, so I'm just gonna go with it. Yeah, he's, he's just really like, it now. He's I'm like, trying to this, match his tone. <laughs> this is astounding. Nothing that I've ever heard from from any uh, of uh, of any source has ever mentioned something like this. Oh, tremendous! Oh, well, that's good. That's one last question I have to worry about asking the memorarian because now I know what armor is and does. Very good. Very good. Excellent. Well, welcome. Welcome. Um, what uh, what brings you to Haven Grove? Uh, and then I, I will have, like, Duncan undoes his jacket and, like, pulls it off and he's sweating and it's miserable. And then he realizes that he hasn't been a part of this conversation. He's like, hello, my name is Duncan Kindano, first captain of the Dawnbreakers. This is Princess Gwendolyn Kinsalaris of the city of Orwell. This is Maka Deathcap of the Tortles. And I come bearing... This gift for you. Uh, and I just hold out the Poalder bear coat because he seems to be into stuff that regular people have in. I don't uh, want yeah. it. He takes it and he's like, interesting, soft armor. Hmm. Um, and he says, this is a, a tremendous gift. Um, I would offer you something, but I suspect where you come from, all of my treasures are likely just boring everyday occurrences. Well, I, mean, I don't know. If like that's looking true, around, there's nothing in here you want. The real gift we want is your friendship. Well, consider it had. Um, and then he punches you in the chest. Um, you stagger backwards, uh, and then you realize that he is just standing there, frozen. Um, and he says, "I, I am so sorry. Is that not how you greet? I've, I, I've. Is it?" And then he like slowly uncurls his fingers. He's like, "Oh fuck! I'm oh, okay. I'm sorry. It's this thing." And then he starts like walking towards you with his arm out. Cool. Uh, I'm I'm gonna get in in advance of this one, uh, and I'm gonna do the the like grip to grip wrist. But the real reason is to make sure that my solid gauntlet as a dawnbreaker will protect my forearm if he tries to crush <laughs> the bone. Um, yeah, he doesn't actually clasp his hands around it. <laughs> he just like it's just a, a hand. pats it. Yeah, it's just like a hand against your arm, uh, and then it kind of like pats it twice um, and says, "Good, excellent. We have we have uh, we have accomplished greetings. Ah, very good, very good." Um, so uh, yes, and he like um, puts the coat on over his shoulders and like rolls a little bit. He's like, I "Feel very fancy now. Thank you." <laughs> um, what uh, what what can I help you with? I, I heard uh, I heard tell from uh, the uh, uh, the the Sneezerfly network that um, the, the Baroness had a, a request for me, but I, I I didn't expect it to be this. Honestly, they really buried the lead on this. This is this is the thing I'm the most excited about. What? Wh how can I help you? Well, I imagine we've got a collection of questions. Right now, there is a desire for Sundara, uh, and we know Sire mm. Tortle here could theoretically create it, but we don't actually know much about it or what it's used for. Uh, there's the festival, which we don't know how it runs. I, I mean, is it 100 years long? Does it take like a week? I don't really know. I mean, they said it's yearly, so I'm betting it's shorter than 100 years, but I'm a simple man who only knows simple things. Uh, and I'd love to know more about Leonia and this memorian. Is that the memorarian? That's the term. I wrote it down in this scroll. Clumsily. <gasps> Writing. Fascinating. 
Um, cool. So yeah, he he welcomes you in. Uh, he drags out uh, some like chairs for you. Um, that are uh, sort of you recognize of, of a similar style to um, to the other things you've seen. Um, they're kind of like ornate carved wood. Um, and um, he says, um, "Okay." Uh, and he, he kind of pushes one to you, Gwendolyn. He says, uh, "You can have Pamelia." Uh, and he pushes one to Maka, and he's like, "And uh, crocata for you." And then uh, Duncan he says, "And for you, new friend." Um, you could have, uh, oh, here, uh, Uncle Fiscus, and he pushes another tree, or another, um, chair over to you. Oh, I'm sorry, is this, this chair a, a friend of yours? Oh, you uh... Pamelia? Uh, yes, uh, Pamelia, um, my mother. Oh. And who is, is... Crocata? Uh, uh, oh, uh, Crocata, um, is, uh, was my first wife, actually. Hmm. It is a pleasure to meet you, Crocata. Thank you. And I'll sit down. Um, and he, he kind of, like, nods um, approvingly. Well, Uncle Fiscus, this, oh, this is a pleasure. Familia. Oh. And I'll sit on Uncle Fiscus. Mm-hmm. Me too, uh, on Familia. Oh. Um, Marka, um, I think as you kind of um, settle into the chair, which is admittedly very comfortable... Um, you probably reach out with uh, the cluster just ever so slightly to see if you can um, feel this, if this is like living wood. Uh, but you get mm-hmm. nothing back from this. This is is dead, dead wood. Well, someone repurposing the physical remains of someone for f- future use and purposes that, that can be spread and used by other people. Kind of on board. Kind of like, <laughs> kind of like what this guy's about. Cool. Great. So um, he settles in uh, to discuss these things with you. Um, Duncan, since you took lead on this, um, we're going to say, um, I think I'm going to need an investigation check from you. It's an eight. I am not good at investigation. But I try with great aplomb. The problem is uh, all my metaphors are Orvellian or from texts written by people from Orville, which does not mean you are terrifically knowledgeable. Fair enough. Um, I think the way we're going to play that then is it's less that you're asking the wrong questions. It's more that, yeah, your references are a bit out of step. Also, um, you continue to run up against this weird uh, present moment issue, um, which is he can give you some information, but there's no... Again, there's no history. There's no like, okay, well, we started doing this because this. So he explains that uh, the Festival of Mui, uh, he gives you the same explanation. Um, it does just last a day. Um, and it's uh, it's a great honor to get to participate in it. And um, the ability to ask uh, uh, the memorarian a question is, is like incredibly rare. The memorarian, um, he explains, uh, is um, uh, she remembers things. That's her whole deal. Um, and uh, she has answers that um, most root folk will never know. Um, so normally she only provides that information to the Baroness um, in times of great need, but otherwise her... Uh, he describes it as a burden, but he says her burden is just to remember. Um, so uh, he's attempted to um, uh, show well at the Festival of Mui um, now for... Yeah, again, he can't really tell you how many years, but 
he tries every year. So this year he's um, he was uh, going to try and do the um, the making the glasses sing thing with various amounts of water, which is tremendously difficult when your hands are made of wood. Um, but now that he's broken his uh, E flat, he's not quite sure how he's going to pull that off. Um, so that's a bummer for him. Uh, in terms of Leonea, um, he says uh, she's the the lady of the grove. Um, she is uh, sort of the 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 patron deity of uh, of the root folk. Um, and uh, the new information you get from him on that is that um, she apparently dwells in the pond. Um, beyond that, he doesn't really have a lot for you. In terms of Sundara, um, the, uh, he seems, um, can you roll me a, uh, maybe like a persuasion? I feel like that'd be his realm. He doesn't need to intimidate this guy. Like, he gave him the coat. He's gonna play the, like, friend angle. That's a 19. Okay. Um, on the topic of Sundara, um, he kind of edges a bit closer to you and uh he um kind of like uh kind of like gives a quick like eye to the ceiling and you see him actually grab um a folding fan um it's sorry one second and he like rapidly like waves away a bunch of the butterflies uh until the room is empty and then he he just leans in and he says um uh, at some point in our past uh the, the root folk became obsessed with the idea of, of uh aesthetic beauty um, and the Sundara is a is a, a substance purchased from the consortium of Blin. He kind of nods to you, Maka. He says um, for to to create um, a, a, a the uh, sort of a pale imitation of um, the beauty of Leonea um, upon our faces. I I have never particularly cared for this tradition, and and hence why I chose a a simple um, lower upkeep option. And he gestures to his mask. Um, and uh, says, but um, in terms of how it is made, uh, this is a tightly held secret by the Consortium of Bleen. Um, our people trade with them, um, and they've been providing it for uh, for some time. Hmm. Hmm. So um, the idea of aesthetic yeah. beauty comes to essentially how complete one's face is. There's not like a preferred kind of face with the Sandara or preferred colors or is it sort of personal expression but paint one on I don't mean to be offensive I really just don't no, understand no, and he like taps the mask and he's like truly you cannot offend me when it comes to the, the issue of Sandara um, uh, he actually can't answer why they do it he just says that they, they have been hmm. and Wait. again you, you get the sense that it's not that he's being cagey about it he just genuinely doesn't seem to know Whatever form of memory these creatures have, it doesn't seem mm. to really exist beyond relatively recent past. So do you regularly talk with Leonaya? Do you make offerings outside of this week? Does Leonaya appear to you or come out of the lake? Um, only if we impress her enough during the festival of Mui um, will she appear beneath the surface and, and grant us her blessings. What does Leonaya look like? If you don't mind me asking. Um, he's never seen her. So the festival, you haven't been successful before to get her to come up and be like, great job, thumbs up? Uh, he, to the best of his recollection, he's never been successful. Hmm. Any questions from the others? I feel like I'm dominating this and that's not my goal. 
I was going to ask about like when and what was life like before um, Sandara uh, was introduced to the culture, but it sounds like the memory aspect is is too shallow or too recent for for that kind of yeah. All all you can get from him around yeah. that is that um, <clears throat> it was definitely introduced at some point. It's it's not something they've always had, um, and it seems to be a solution to a problem, not something that just kind of naturally occurred. Reading between the lines, it'd be safe to assume that it's some that uh, the obsession with aesthetic isn't necessarily related to the Sundara, but rather that the Sundara, if you were putting on your capitalist consortium of Bleen hat, is exactly the kind of thing you would offer as a solution to people who are like, we're obsessed with aesthetic beauty and we can't look like the thing we're emulating. And they're like, well, we got a thing for you. So... Actually, yeah. on that topic, Maka will ask, um, what is the nature of the agreement between the Root Folk and the Tortle of Bleen? I understand only that the Tortle supply you with Sundara. Um, he, uh, he nods um, and says, uh, the, the fine details are, are only known to uh, the Baroness and uh, the Memorarian. Um, but uh, as I understand it, um, given our affinity uh, to the woods, um, we're able to make certain trade routes a bit easier, particularly around the Shadowlands. Um, the Consortium of Bleen has just as much trouble with the, the Covenant of Krakate as we do. Um, and as such, we, we've been able to offer them some assistance with regards to that. Hmm. I see. Mm. Yes. Um, so, Francis, what if you, you guys don't have any questions, yeah. I've asked a collection of uh, mine. Francis. I mean, uh, well, Mr. Bergia, um, I'm just um, wondering, like, what what do you do, like, day to day? What's your purpose in life? Um, he kind of gestures to his collection um, and says... Uh, you know, my, my hope has always been that uh, more travelers would come to see us, but um, since we closed off um, Haven from, from the rest of the world, um, we get fewer and fewer, so my purpose is more hopeful than it is practical. Well, why did they close off? Um, and he, he, his bearing changes a little bit, like it, it's clearly, um, you almost get the, the sense it's fear. Um, and uh, he just says, uh, the... Um, the sisters of the the Covenant are are a, a powerful enemy and have have done horrible things uh, to the Root Folk. Um, we seek to isolate ourselves from from them and their their dark ways as much as possible. The bloody sisters again! I was gonna say this is where Duncan has just woken back up, <laughs> and he's like. So the sisters of the Covenant are also an opponent of ours. Do you know of their strengths, of their weaknesses, of their locations? We might have a common enemy, which makes us even closer friends. He uh, he shakes his head and um, says, uh, uh, "I am sorry, friend. I, I would tell you if I could. I, I simply uh, I, I simply remember how hor horrifying they can be. Beyond that, I, I, I know very little. Um, but I do know that the uh, consortium also fears them, and that." Uh, that we, we've had to, to thicken the wood around uh, Haven as much as possible. It, it's become completely impassable without, our, without the Baroness's word. Um, 
Maka's just going to ask another question just to kind of test the range of, and sort of set up like a, a timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to ask, um, how many festivals have you seen? Um, and he just says, oh, uh, well, there's one coming up. Uh, and then there mm-hmm. was uh, the last one and the one before that. And uh, there were a few before that, I'm sure. You're sure? Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, there must have been, right? That happens every mm. year. Of course, yes. And you remember making your attempts to please Leonidas. Oh, I've definitely tried. Leonidas. Yeah, what, what do you do for those performances? Like, what art did you create that did not work? Oh, it was unsuccessful, so it matters little. <laughs> okay, I see. <laughs> We're starting to go in circles. Um, yeah, you, again, but like, there's for no... sure there was one last year. We know, like... Well, I, he can't tell us what he did last year. He just knows there was one last year. This is he, the circle. I, I mean, so, thank, thank you, Bill Berger, this is, this is great. Just a second. Uh, and then I'm like, we're going to go outside and huddle, because I've learned that doing that inside doesn't seem to work. <laughs> just a second. Uh, and it'll like, go okay, I need to deal with the sneezer flies, so you go. Beautiful. And I'm like, so it seems like... We have no idea how long these people have actually been here or dealt with Leonia or the Memorarian. That name is going to be the end of me. But (laughs) they they know it's yearly, but they don't talk about ritual significance over time. They say they've done it forever, but they can't remember anything they've done during it. And they want to look like people, but we don't know how long Bleen's been away or present or anything. And we did just come from a looping time mountain. In... My opinion, this is all incongruous to how I understood nature. That beings as close to nature in the natural world as they are, are so concerned with outward appearance is confounding. I, I worry that there may be some undue influence on the root folk, particularly because they do not seem to be able to remember the details of their past. I worry that perhaps as a collective, their minds, their consciousness has been clouded in By some way. Hmm. Leonea, I would assume, if it's aesthetics that gain their blessing. It is, it is possible, yes. Hmm. Do you suppose there is a if- way to... Yes, Gwendolyn. But I, I was just wondering if we can kind of test, like, I don't know, like, ask them, like, ask him to relay, like, a specific memory from, like, I don't know, his childhood. And then if he, like... Well, I'm- and then if he gives us one, then be like, all right, then what was... Uh, give me a specific memory of your childhood during the um, festival. I don't know. Well, I mean, we tried during the festival and that came up zero because he can't remember anything he did, which is weird if you spent a year building up to a religious experience and you forgot the art you made. Mm. As someone who's only done three paintings before he realised he was so shite at it that I never made art again, I won't tell you what was on those three paintings, but I know what was on those three paintings. The childhood thing's not a bad idea because if they could remember a time... Before Leonia, that's interesting. However, childhood for a tree could be recent or far away. I don't know how fast they grow. Can I get but that's some, got uh, some promise? Can I get some insight checks from folks? That was a big, hefty roll. 
23 for Maka. Four. 23 for Duncan. Um, Maka. Okay, so definitely Maka. Did you say tree? <laughs> That's how it came through no, for me said, as well, and I like it. 23. I have exactly oh, the same oh, score oh, as Maka. Okay. We were I only got up. the three, so I was like, that's very funny. I literally said heard tree. I'm like, is he making a pun? Like, <laughs> <Yep>. Either way, <laughs> it's good stuff. Okay, so on? Duncan and uh, Maka, for both of you then, um, there are a few uh, pieces of evidence that you actually have in terms of time um, that you've seen kind of throughout the village. So knowing now that relatives are turned into... Um, these sort of either totemic poles or presumably the gateway, the buildings, you might be able to ascertain if, in fact, everything is made of relatives, um, some kind of timeline for how long the root folk have existed based on that. Um, unless it's like they murdered everyone a week ago, which is not outside the realm. Made them all into chairs, yeah. Yeah, so you do have that. Um, that does seem to be a, sort of a benchmark of, of time passing. Um, however, both of you feel that um, if you want actual answers to a lot of these questions, uh, the Memorarian's the way to go. Um, that said, to that the best means... of your knowledge, the only way to talk to the Memorarian is... Yeah. Yeah. Going through the... Jumping through the hoops of the festival. Um, okay. So that means Maka needs to make... Sendara. That means figuring out how to make Sendara. <laughs> I was, was going to say, if we all want to go through this festival, we theoretically have to create something of aesthetic beauty. Uh, everyone's got to have their own thing. Uh, Maka, you have got to theoretically create Sendara or some sort of Sendara equivalent. Mm. I, I don't know if you have to match exactly what's there. You may have to. The, Baroness seemed a little bit unpredictable emotionally. But maybe you could make like a healthier one or one that is more natural and would stay. Like, could you get spores to grow on them in a way they wouldn't have to keep painting on again? Because you don't have the same interest as the consortium in this product needs to expire to sell more product. Um, Tom, mm -hmm. would it be within Maka's capabilities to create a medicine the base component of sandara um medicine that um relieves the mind or heals the mind to help one recall things mm. <laughs> if they're going to be putting it on their faces it might as well fix them if they are in fact broken or addled in some way that's a good question so Part of the issue is you don't actually know anything about the physiology of the root I have folk. so little information. Yeah. Um, it's entirely possible you would be able to, to create a cell for that, particularly if there's... Uh, I mean, so um, I'm going to answer this on a number of hypotheticals uh, as the DM, obviously. I know the answer, but uh, I'm not implying that any of these are the answer, just sure. responding to you in kind. So, uh, first of all, roll me a medicine check, please. You do it with advantage, because we're talking about spores. Okay. You're not going to tell us exactly what to do, Tom. You already solved my slavery <laughs> puzzle from earlier, so... So that's a whopping 25. Jesus check. Christ. Okay. Nice. Okay, so, so he is going to tell him what to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so um, you need one tablespoon of olive oil. You're going to heat that. I've got to write this down. Yeah. i got to write this fucking down. Okay. Uh, yeah, so... Um, you don't know the physiology of the root folk, so that's a major issue because... 
you know a number of different ways that you could influence the spores to be helpful. However, without knowing what the root cause is, you're just throwing darts at a wall, right? Yeah. So if it's magical interference, you might be able to create some form of shielding with spores that kind of countermand that. If it's an actual addled brain situation, you might be able to find treat it like a headache. You might be able to find something that relieves the pressure enough that the memories come back. Mm -hmm. um, but without knowing more about the physiology, it would be very difficult for you to do that. That said, to Ryan's point, if you're making a living spore culture that they're all going to wear that isn't dying constantly, you might be able to create that and then influence the spore network once Right. Okay. Once so, you've ascertained the solution. So basically, in a, in a weird way, it would be like um, giving yourself a back door. You Got don't it. know exactly what, what you can activate now, but if you were to figure out like, oh, no, it's their physiology's fucked up or like there's a fungal infection or there's something that's preventing it, okay. you could likely trigger the living spores to... Got it. It's like creating conduits and then dispersing Exactly the right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, okay. Yeah. So, Tom, to make sure I'm remembering this right, the festival isn't tomorrow, it's the next day. You've got so two we have, days. Yeah. I've got okay. two days written so down. So, like, yeah. a day of prep and then festival? Yeah. Great. Um, I'm assuming, Maka, you relay your thoughts on spores? Yes. Um, and I think with this kind of th running theory, um, Maka will also say, um, as gravekeeper to the turtle, I may be able to gain greater insight into the physiology of the root folk if I am allowed to observe their... And he'll, like, look back inside at one of the chairs and say, uh, funeral rites, how they process their dead hmm. as a cultural exchange, perhaps. Hmm. Well, it seems like if we can come up with something that Bill Bergia can do, we'll strengthen our bond... And you might have someone you can get information from slash test your cultures on so you can make mm. sure it works on the rest. Might be a way to make that work. I, I, the thing I've known about beauty my whole life is A, I'm handsome. Uh, and B, there's nothing more beautiful than a blade beautifully applied. So I've got a selection of different kata and other performances that can be done solo or as partners. I know, Francis, you get nervous about things, but you are considered to be an unholy abomination. And if we were to put on, shall we say, performative combat, where a man covered in mud wearing a loincloth battles an unholy metal abomination, perhaps with some sort of sword I get made out of Uncle Fiscus or whatever. Well, we and I can, like, make my sword fly. Yeah, then we put on a little bit of a show, we defeat the abomination... They like it religiously, and we look good doing it. I don't right. know if you can so, do, like, a, a twofer, but <laughs> I think it could work. All right. Or if you've got your own thing, I'll just dance. No, I'm it's ready. just, like, I'm just, like, accepting that this is what I'm able to do that's, like, aesthetically pleasing in this body because, you know... Or should, saying, we cover, like, should we cover you in sports? I used, it used to be, like, a, a different approach, but... I mean, we could lay you down, we could cover you in manure, we could plant no. a bunch of flowers and something, and then you just get up as a flower beast. They'd probably love that. We could choose colors, 
get your whole costume made out of living beings, and then the metal would go away. They'd probably like it a lot. Oh, now that's not bad. You could still fight an invisible sword. I can do both. All right, so I can do my sword dancing. I mean, not invisible uh, sword. I mean, invisible hand with, with the sword. You yeah. Know, it, when you, you know, it, it would be less sword. visually impressive if I were just to say, like, imagine a sword doing things, but I'm real good. I can do that, but I think yours is better, where we'll use the magical sword and I can defeat it. That's good. We're going to turn you into a flower beast. And then, Marka, you're going to create something that will work for the rest of them. You think that'll count as you doing something aesthetically pleasing just because you helped everyone else? Or do we got to figure out, like, your performance? Hmm, I don't think my application of Sandara will count as a performance. It seems more functional to the festival. All right, then what do you think would be something that you could do that would be aesthetic? Aesthetics are not my concern, largely. Perhaps you could assist me. Mm. All right, Princess, you've got the strongest fashion sense of any of us. What would you do with Marka the traitor? You know, give him something that pops. Mm. Well, I'm thinking we work with natural fibers, first of all. All right, I like that. Naturally. Um, I mean, can we make him, like, courtly in, like, a natural way? I mean, I'm just thinking of, like, a beautiful, like, noble person, but done up in, like, like pretty, like, bark and... and Oh, oh like, what if... Princess, I think you got a right idea. You remember the, the contest the aristocrats have every year that's just called Miss Orville, where people have to come up, state a political opinion, perform some sort of and musical or talent never, thing? I could never enter. I know, but now you could coach Maka through it. We'll, we'll make him a beautiful bathing suit for the swimsuit competition out of bark and other materials. All right, and the evening gown. Yeah, we'll have to do that as well, that's yeah. true. Yeah. I'll do the questions because I've watched enough of them that I feel like I could ask some pretty good ones. Perfect. Just, Perfect. You know, gentle lobs that he can knock out of the park. And then I'm not quite so sure about, like, the hot dog eating contest. That's a little well, bit... If they don't know about it here, should we cut it or should we just have them jam dogs down that gullet like everyone else does? <laughs> You're going to have to catch a lot of those barking squirrels to make that many hot dogs in two days. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they might not. I don't know how they'd feel about us, like, killing, slaughtering things in their, like, forest home. Yeah, given that there I'd are culture of things that, that have no mouths or discernible organic biology, I think you could probably safely say they won't love that. You know what? Think, thinking <laughs> on it, that seems like a bit of a humble brag. Like, look at me, I can eat. And I don't think we need to do that to people who can't. So we need the evening right. gown, the swimsuit... Uh, he's got to show a talent, which might be producing Sandara. That feels like it's a pretty great talent. And then we just do, like, the question period. All right. We're going to have to prepare him for the question period, though, because, like, you got to be tactful. That's true. That's true. So do you know what? You can coach him on the question period, and then I'll stay uninvolved because, you know, if Leonai is all-knowing, we don't want to rig the deck. All right. 
I'm so glad I've watched so many of these contests Every year in the at Orville, past. you always had to be one of the three judges. That's why you weren't allowed to compete. I completely remember everything that goes on in them. Perfect. Yeah, this is Great. not in any way based on something that you and I have never watched. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember our favorite year where the one who won was that young woman named Congeniality. So people called her Miss Congeniality. <laughs> and it was oh, a yes. shame I they never made that one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all have the same frame of reference so Marco, on how these. how does that sound to you? <laughs> It sounds like a great deal of effort is being put into my display of beauty over yours. Mm. Well, we're going to need your help with the princess because I don't actually know how to grow anything. So we're going to have to work together on that. So there'll be plenty of work there. And here's the thing about sword dancing. It's what I've done every day for my whole life. Check this out. Uh, and then I just swirl my cape around and my blades come out and it's like a whirlwind of of majestic combat performance. Roll, roll me a performance check. Let's see how majestic this actually is. Hey everybody, Tom McGee here, your friendly neighborhood DM. And I just wanted to thank you so much for listening to our shows. I hope you're having a great time. Obviously we are. I'm probably really stressed because they're, they're probably doing something horrible to me right now. But uh, I hope you're enjoying it and uh, we're enjoying you being here. And listen, if you want to get a little bit more involved uh, in our show and with the various things we do, you can check out patreon.com slash dice where you can find more information about how you can become a part of the show, how you can screw with me on air, how you can add names and all that sort of stuff. And it's a great way to support us in our ongoing dumb adventures. So thanks very much for joining us. And I will see you out there in the dumbverse. Great. And I'm going to, I'm going to use braggadocio as one of my swashbuckling points, which just means I talk a lot better shit than normal. So it gives me advantage <laughs> on charisma checks. <laughs> We're all friends here, though. Like, you don't have to convince us of anything. <laughs> yeah, oh, fuck I do, you, sir. my pals. I do. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's a 15. Uh, yeah, it's, it's moderately, uh, moderately majestic. I mean, the main issue is that now that you've drawn attention to the fact that you fighting an invisible sword looks dumb, they can't help but notice that the lack of anything you're fighting does kind of look a bit dumb. But, I mean, you're doing yeah. a good job. Like, what you're doing is fine. It's just... Yeah, I'm like, and tomorrow I'm going to be shirtless and there'll be another sword. It's going to pay off. Cool. Maka so, watches with, like, just a blank face, <laughs> just having no context. For... <laughs> mm, very martial. Yes. I don't, like, look over to Gwendolyn. Was that good? Uh, yes? Ah, uh, yes, very good. Mm, good, Duncan. Okay, here's the deal. Tomorrow you two have to both be excited. Otherwise the trees won't know what's good, and I gotta rely on Leonia. Cheering makes everything better. Oh, do you... I'm gonna put so much poop on that princess tomorrow morning and make things <laughs> grow. And... Um, so, uh, with that, you kind of, um, make your way to, um, the, the three of you are, um, Bill Bergia shows you to a, um, like, kind of an unused space. Um, he's brought with him the things he thinks would make you comfortable. Um, there's not much, um, but, you know, it's better than nothing. Um, and, uh, yeah, this is basically just going to be, like, your, your house for the, for the time you're here. Um, it's a little bit dirty inside, like, it, it. Uh, dirty in the sense that, like, you know, there's um, 
like some some dead leaves and some other things that have kind of drifted in. It's kind of a mis- disused space uh, on the edge of edge of the city, uh, but it's somewhere re- where you can like sleep and uh, you know if. Gwendolyn stands in the door frame. You kind of have a door, um, so it's kind of uh, going to be your base of operations. Um, and uh, yeah, Bill Burgia says he has to return to kind of his preparations, but um, that he wishes you well. And if you need anything at all, to uh, to please not hesitate to send a uh, sneezer fly for him. I can't believe they're just cannon sneezer flies now. <laughs> yeah, that's how we roll. That's how we do. Um, Fantastic. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Due to the Great. bad soundproofing in all of our studios, a.k.a. just places we live. Just being at home. Yep. Wicked. Um, so, um, are there any other preparations you want to make before you turn in for the night? Uh, I think Mako will kind of put the plan forward in earnest uh, by way of um, speaking to Bill Bergia just once more, asking um, if he can observe um, a... Uh, uh, a death ritual uh, or a funeral ritual mm. if there is one that he like that if, if there is a place that he can go to or if there is one happening that he can observe as a as a gravekeeper hmm um let me see by rolling a dice <laughs> uh you want high or low tyler uh let's go low uh unfortunately no root folk um are currently being uh, yeah. processed, uh, for lack of a better term. Um, That's the way the tree falls. <laughs> <laughs> and no one was around to hear it. And that was part of the problem. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. so uh, there there isn't any anything on that. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, cool. So with that, uh, you, you all turn in for the evening. Um, Obviously, uh, Ryan, you regain your swashbuckling point. I don't think anyone else lost or expended anything uh, in our social encounters yet. So, um, uh, Gwendolyn, um, as you're kind of in your weird, like, sleep meditation space, um, you you find yourself uh, dreaming as you've noticed that you start to, um, or that you've started to at least, of um, yourself in your own body again. And it's um, weirdly now that makes you feel uncomfortable in a strange way. You're so, you're so used to kind of the armor now that you, you feel always a little bit uncoordinated when out of it. Um, and uh, you yeah. find yourself standing in uh, the woods that looking around seem familiar um to where you are now, but it, it seems to be um, kind of a uh, a lot less um, uh, developed. Um, there aren't the buildings. There, are, there doesn't seem to really be any any sign of of um, the root folk um, around. And um, as you kind of uh, get your bearings, you see um, kind of uh, in just a, a ways away in, in a clearing that you recognize as sort of the center of the, the path of splendor, um, a beautiful elven woman um, uh, sort of on her hands and knees um, with kind of um, brilliant um, sort of pale blue hair um, that kind of cascades down over her shoulders, um, staring into uh, the pond. Um, 
And as you watch, uh, she seems to um, trace a finger just across the surface slightly. Um, and as you begin to kind of um, make your way forward, uh, I'd like to ask, what do you think you're doing right now? Or how would you approach? Would you approach? Would you say anything? What's what's the tactic here? Um, I would I would cautiously kind of skirt around her mm -hmm. and... Uh, kneel beside the pool and look in myself. Okay. Um, so, um, as you kind of join her, she seems to become aware of your presence. You're aware because you're in your human body that you're dreaming, but mm -hmm. based on the kind of that sense of magical tremor that occurred earlier, feels very present here. This doesn't feel entirely like something that you're just imagining, but rather... Um, something that perhaps you've you've tapped into because of your your current magical nature um <clears throat> so you kneel next to her by the pond um and uh she says in a voice that um inexplicably feels cold um not in that her tone mm. is cold but as she speaks um you feel uh goosebumps on your arms and it it her, the the her sort of melodic tone um is for lack of better term cold um and um she without taking her eyes off the pond just says it's beautiful isn't it and you lean over the edge and in the the sort of dark murky water um you find yourself staring not at your own face but at the armor uh so the the helmet of the armor kind of looking back up at you um through the depths um <clears throat> And then you feel a finger um, on the just the edge of your chin, and very gently, it, but still with a degree of of um, force is the wrong term, but um, sort Suggestion? of a Yeah, it's like it's emphatic. It's it's like okay. it's it's a light touch, but it is like you're coming this way. Um, you feel your head guided. Um, to look into the reflection of the uh, the elven woman. Um, and inside, uh, just beneath the water, um, you see um, a, um, a, a sort of a reflection of her, uh, except the eyes are jet black. Um, the, the skin is um, kind of withered and um, somewhat um, sunken. Um, oh God! And uh, through rotting teeth, um, the reflection just says, "Yes, it is." Um, and then suddenly, gray hands grab you and pull you under, which is when you wake up um, screaming into the pile of dirt that you smushed into your helmet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, it's morning in your little shed. Um, Gwendolyn sits up in shock. Um, Duncan, um, how do you think you spent the night? Um, Duncan was probably sleeping a little bit, but pretty lightly. He'd be the kind of guy where, like, if we're in a place where there could be some sort of weird mind magic, he's not like, oh, let's all just fall asleep while the tree people do what they're going to do. So I think he probably, like, did the classic, like, guy in a noir thing where he slept in a chair that wasn't terribly comfortable so like he's still rested but if he heard anything he would have woke up yeah you had like your pistol on your lap and just yeah yeah I got yeah you. okay yeah so you wake up uh fairly well rested um if a little bit stiff um luckily uncle fiscus is a uh, comfortable enough uh 
companion for the evening. Um, and uh, Maka, um, when you sleep, do you commune with the spores? Probably, yeah. I don't think my consciousness ever really rests since I have this connection. Okay, so um, you spent the night um, uh, slightly disquieted. Um, and um, again, just that weird uh, sort of off tone, that slightly discordant tone in the spores um, managed to kind of seep into your into your, your dreams. And it just, if we were talking in terms of colors, it would be like everything was in full color and then part of what you were seeing was in grayscale. Um, there just seemed to be almost like um, holes in in the network around you. You can still feel like the spore network present, but the, um, uh, the Sundara is uh, slightly abhorrent, I think, to you in terms of how it feels. Hmm. But I can't tell why. It's just an uneasy, discordant um, feeling. Not, not when you're sleeping. If you were to actually spend some time analyzing some Sundara, you might. Um, and I think that's something that safely you could do today, because they, yeah. since the Baroness has kind of rested her hopes on you being able to produce more, being like, give me some to, to test. The nice thing is that even though it's expected that you'll be able to solve this, everyone is aware that this isn't... Like, this isn't like, yes, I am the Sundara salesman. Don't mind me. <laughs> like, they're aware that this is not something you normally do. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, they would be willing to to share some with you for okay, that purpose. that's great. That's perfect. Cool. So um, you have the day to um, sort of uh, put together your aesthetic offerings. Um, you can also explore a bit if you see fit. Um, you really currently only have access to uh, Bilbergia and uh, if you wanted to call in the kind of one-time um, Bromiad or sorry uh, Bromeliad yeah sorry I wrote it the phonetics and it's I've missed part of it uh, the Bromeliad favor you could do that um, or alternatively you could try and, and because you speak Sylvan make contact with some other root folk and, and see what's up um, we're not going to play this whole day out in, in real time. Uh, what I'd be curious from all of you, um, but what, what I, basically what I want from all of you, I guess, or like what are the three things you do in the day? And then we'll roll if it needs rolling and uh, go from there. Well, I know Maka wants to investigate the... the, the um, wow, we've said it 800 times. Sundara. Uh, Sundara. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not on the current page of my notes, then it's just out of my head. I'm going to write it down again. My dude, I literally have all of the words I need to say repeatedly as close at hand as I can. Because, like, <laughs> Jesus. And even then, even then, I couldn't get the scout's name right. And now I'm scared to say it. So, the scout. Bromeliad. I also wrote it phonetically. Don't worry. We're all in this together. Um, Sundara is what I would like to start investigating. I think. I think the feeling of discord discomfort that is kind of uh coming off of the cluster like in waves and kind of washing over him um really presses maka to get to the bottom of that and figure it out mm -hmm. and if that means recreating it um for the purposes of the festival i mean that's kind of what the plan is anyway so i think he's going to really lean into the study and and uh, attempting to understand the sundara cool great 
Um, and that I think might be it for you. We'll, we'll say obviously you do your aesthetic piece, sure. but given that we've kind of established that that's more Gwendolyn and Duncan, we'll say you're yep. present for that. But like the majority of your day is spent studying the Sundara. Okay, so studying Sundara, uh, Gwendolyn. Um, I definitely want to be uh, producing the beautiful apparel um, for Maka. I was going to say, if we want to look at this as a combo thing, you can be the like designer and stylist, and yes. I'll be the seamstress because I know how to sew things real good. Yep. Excellent. So that could be a combo. Excellent. Um, so that definitely. Um, I mean, Duncan, we have to work out, like, covering me in shit and flowers, right? So, getting that... Yeah, our, our day might be a bit of a combo, except for, yeah. like, one kind of solo yeah. thing. Um, and the third thing I, I I would like to do, but this, this might be in the cover of Darkness, I would like to see if I can approach the pool myself. Man, those uh, those squirrels are everywhere this morning. <laughs> um, okay, and then approach the pool. Interesting. All right, and so Duncan, we're going to assume then if we're doing the combo bit, uh, design and sew are together. Um, the outfit for Gwen is together. The outfit for Gwen is together, and then my last thing would be uh, rehearsing my fight with Gwen. Not that it's going to be like by the beat perfectly choreographed because we don't have time and she doesn't have that skill set. But I think it's like the wrestling version of like, this will be the finisher. We're going to open. I think we'll set the sword on fire. I got to find like a, the right kind of stick I could use to fight. But like that business. Yeah. Squirrels. Yeah. Squirrels are everywhere. And, and I also think like, because um, I'd have to be prepping Maka for the questions. <laughs> Well, you could do the questions while I sew. We yeah. can just talk for a minute about yeah. what I'm making. Like, Which, leave me the outfit and you do psychology. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay, great. So, um... You're gonna have to teach him to strut. <laughs> All right. Yeah, glide. Glide, Ryan. So let's deal with the outfits first. Um, Gwendolyn, um, I think for you... Let's say history, maybe, since you're leaning on kind of your your memory of court and kind of what uh, what is most popular from there. Cool. Uh, Fifteen. Okay, and um, Ryan, can you roll me a dexterity? I think we're just, or maybe like a sleight of hand. Yeah, sleight of hand works. Yeah, great. It's a nat one. Woo. This will be for the gown. Here we go. We got a gown and we got a bathing suit. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, and you said this is for the gown or this is for the bathing suit? Gown. Gown. All right. So, um, the problem that you're running to is less that you're incapable of, of making a cool outfit because we've established that you, you've repaired your own uniform enough that it would make sense for you to just suddenly not be able to. Uh, it's more so that you don't have... Um, the right materials at hand. There's really so little here that you can work with. And like, I think they gift you some stuff um, that are kind of the, the, the you know, like um, anytime you see a flag that's just like, it's, it's a little overused. 
And it's just like, oh, yeah, clearly there's really nothing else we can do with this. It's kind of garbage now. They give you that sort of stuff. So you, you put together, like, a fairly weather-worn uh, kind of, like... It's a muumuu. It's just a muumuu yeah, on a turtle. It's not great. Yeah, that you'd find on, like, a shipwreck victim. Like, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's that, it's that crinkly metallic blanket people get outside of fires in movies. It's just that, but, but like, on a turtle. Yeah, but and then, like, stitched to just, like, a bunch of burlap for some reason. Yeah, it's perfect. It's disgusting. I did yep. that. And I'm like, yeah, so it's pretty much what you asked for, Princess. This is as good as we could get. So maybe we should aim lower with the bathing suit. <laughs> uh... Gwendolyn, you look at the the beautiful sketch you made of an elegant gown that you yourself would have probably killed someone to wear back in the day and uh, just quietly ball it up and throw it away. Um, Okay, so Gwendolyn, what kind of, uh, based on Orvelian fashion, what do the swimsuits from the swimsuit contest look like? Um, Given that... We didn't really swim a whole lot. There was the central, like, fake lake that all the swan boats were on. So there is, yeah, it is, is possible. That, is that big enough for, like, people to, like, be doing water activities in? It's, uh, could, it's big enough for people to splash around it up to their waist, kind of. And be like, look, we're in a thing. It's like a bad hotel so like swimming that, pool. So like that beach in the sky in uh, Bioshock Infinite? Maybe. That one, Don't worry that about one it. Part. Maybe. Maybe it's exactly that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sorry, uh, Bioshock Bay or whatever. Infinite. Is that... Uh, I, I'm unfamiliar and, and definitely didn't use it as a point of reference. This is very Bio good. Bio Crown and Infinite Code. Yes, yeah. Just curse it. Uh, <laughs> it's always a lighthouse. Okay. Um, so, that said, people... Like, could, like, sunbathe and stuff. So the idea of a swimsuit, I think, is, isn't is outside the realm. It just likely wouldn't be referred to as a swimsuit. Yeah, what would be, right. like, a, f- a risque outfit in Orville? <laughs> so those last two words are fun. Honestly, like, I mean, you say, you know, people like to sunbathe. But, but I do think people are so obsessed with, like, the beautiful, like, powdered, noble mm-hmm. look that I think people are afraid of getting sunburned. So it's more like wetsuits, kind of, okay. except, the, except that there's, like, patterned, um, like, basically cut out, like, patterns all over them in sure, places sure. that could remain discreet in court, but, like would be a little something something like yeah yeah so it's, you know, it's a classic like power girl boob window that just they yeah, add to exactly. like female it's yeah okay and then just other other risque places yes um okay that is gonna be so fucking hard to make with what you've got i am so curious so hey duncan how yeah. that i was gonna say i'll roll and then i'll tell you what i make based on <laughs> how good or bad the score is <laughs> there's dice in this game now oh <laughs> Okay, that's not that's not bad at all. Okay, that is a twenty-three. So, okay, it turns out I can uh, I, I get some berries and I grind it up on the uh, on the burlap and it actually soaks in way better than I thought. Weird berries from this area, uh, and I, I fit it to the turtle. So Maka, you know, I got the measurements right. He's looking good, uh, and because he's a turtle and I really tanked it on the evening gown. I'm gonna push this even a little further that we could get away with in Orvellian society with women. So 
It's there. There's little like diamond cutouts along the side. Every other like piece of his shell that's like segmented shows. And then at the front, there's just instead of the central boob window, if it were a human, it would just have both boobs out in diamonds. But on him, it's just there for the chest. And then it goes down and then there's just another diamond, but at the crotch. So it just like goes out and then up again. So it would be completely obscene on a person. Like an anti-bikini. Yeah, yeah, yeah it covers describing. all the body except yeah, the bikini This is actually, uh, this okay. is a well-known fact in the fashion industry. This is how bikinis are made. They print a full bodysuit and then they just <laughs> laser cut out the bits they want and then this is what's left. Uh, okay, great. So you inexplicably make that. Um, good work, berries and burlap, uh, which I guess would be the name of your fashion line. Yeah, it's the only reason to hold like it would be terrible on anyone else, but because his shell is so hard and rough, it burlap is the only thing that would work. Oh, B and B by DKD. Duncan Candano, got it. Very good. <laughs> that took me a second. It's Very so catchy. <laughs> House of Dano, original. Um, great. Okay, so um, House. All of this happens as Maka is doing research. <laughs> You're just yep. like doing it around him. Um, so, um, Maka, um, can you go ahead and roll me a nature check, please? Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. So, um, as you spend some time looking at the Sundara, um, it becomes clear that it, this is definitely, the base is, um, a fairly common, uh, medicine, um, in the consortium. Um, think like a basic pain reliever. Um, so something that, that you would quite commonly, um, send out into the world. Um, you're not sure when, when this would have passed through your hands, but, um, it, you can definitely tell that the, the spores are dying, um, and that's part of the reason that's so discordant. Also, um, they've been chemically altered uh, in order to give them this hue. So it's not like someone just dunked them in blue and said, here you go. Um, there's been some kind of alchemical alteration done to these spores, um, almost like an aftermarket process. Um, also, um, your... So having now established that these are clearly like came through your your swamp at some point, mm -hmm. um, the cycle as you kind of understand it and as you'd kind of agreed to use it was meant to like this was supposed to be a closed loop, and the fact that these have been exported is hugely concerning, and right, yeah. uh, actually to some degree blasphemous in terms of your your kind of understanding. Um, as part of the reason um, that you you feel such a discordant tone in the um, in the cluster, because the, a, a cycle doesn't work if you're constantly extracting yeah things. Um, so uh, that said, um, you don't get the sense that the root folk would be capable of an alchemical transformation. So the processing of this happened somewhere else, and you're not sure where, why, or how. But um, they have been altered. Um, these spores cannot re-enter the cycle. Okay. They've been permanently altered or damaged to the point where they cannot re-enter the cycle. That is correct. Yep, they've been fundamentally changed to a point where, uh, if we think about this in, in terms of like blood, if it was reintroduced into the system, it would cause a bunch of damage and then just ultimately like dissolve. So like this, 
yeah, it's uh, it's it's uh, tainted, tainted. Yeah, and to some extent, waste now. Yeah. Um. Boy, that is deeply concerning, Namaka. Just looking at my spells to see if there's anything I can do. Um, Cast solve mystery. Yeah. At level three. <laughs> wish. I wish I understood yeah. what Tom was thinking. Uh, Mostly cast, about Star Wars. <laughs> can I can I cast detect magic? Sure. Yep. Uh, I just need to review what that looks like. Sorry, guys. Uh, concentration up to 10 minutes for the duration. You sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you. If you sense magic in this way, you can use your action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic, and you learn its school of magic, if any. The spell can penetrate most barriers, but it is blocked by, you know, one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, a thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wood or dirt. Cool. Um, so you're casting this specifically on the Sindar, is that correct? Yes. Okay, one moment, please. Sorry, I just need to pull up some details that I didn't know I would need necessarily today. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 that's a great use of that spell. That's exactly what it should be. Um, okay. Um, you get um, a uh, whiff of necromancy off of it. I suspected as much. But that's good to have confirmed. I'm just going to write whiff of necromancy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I should say, though, that this does not feel in any way similar to uh, the cluster effect that you sensed with the Necrotist troops. Okay. Um, it does feel like necromantic magic, but it does not feel the same as that. Okay. Now, the thing about Spore Circle Druids is that necromancy isn't inherently blasphemous, just like with spores and mushrooms manipulating the dead for the purpose of the cycle is not necessarily bad, but this to to completely remove uh, something from the cycle again is is like that that endeavor of like a, a, a being wanting to be removed from the cycle, i.e., become immortal mm -hmm. or 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 exert their will onto others through undeath, like raising an army of zombies and things like that. That is tremendously unnatural um and and goes against like the 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 will of Jossie and, and the cycle so that these spores are are tainted through necromancy is like a huge red flag for uh for maka mm -hmm. um i will say um when, when i said whiff i said it kind of jokingly but it is it is just that it's not um an overwhelming since you're also not sure because these spores are clearly at the end of their life cycle if this is the only magic that's affected them, but it is present there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Presence of necromancy. There's a then. sousson of exactly. necromancy. Yes. There's <laughs> a petite dash of necromancy. Okay. Somewhere there's a necromancy bay just sprinkling it over stuff as mushrooms as it goes. Yeah. I don't know if we're there yet in Maka's process. But how confident am I that I can recreate Sundara currently for the purposes of the festival? Um, you, hmm. I think you could you could create a pale imitation 
Um, okay. Coloring coloring spores is is, is theoretically possible. Um, that said, it won't. You're not sure how they react, like how how what link there is, because um, clearly the the spores, particularly in the case of the Baroness, do actually respond to her. Uh, when they're applied to her, yeah, like she she's able to um, uh, emote with them, right? Um, so there's some link there that um, you think you could sort out with like a lot of time, um, yeah. but you you don't have that. So basically, I, I'm gonna say you can create essentially a dead version of it, which is um, a spore culture that you can color. It won't be as vibrant and it won't react. But it's definitely a better than nothing situation. It'll just be closer to face paint than like a shifting mask. Um, in that case, if that's where I'm at, the next phase for me is to keep that as the base, but now build in that um, the back door uh, conduit component. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think we discussed earlier, Tyler, that we were going to use uh, nature as your like spore check. Is that my, correct? My, yeah, my. Um, Anytime I need to do a check for the cluster, yeah. to the cluster, that kind of All thing. All right, yeah, so nature. this is the first time you've actually tried to manipulate spores. Also, the spores you have are on you, correct? Mm -hmm. Do you generate more for things like this? Like when you were making medicine, how did you go about that? Well, the way the cycle worked in that case was they gave me their dead as well. Mm -hmm. And so that was like this rich in, in potential life kind of base that much of the fungus and spores and things like that would come from um for me as a uh a, co a conduit or like an agent of the will of Jossie, i maka feels that he is endowed with the power necessary to do what is done mm -hmm. in the name of Jossie at any given time um, okay oh see princess we should have done the hot dog eating contest then we could have brought the dead barking squirrels and he'd have been able to grow what he needed <laughs> Uh, all right, so Tyler, here's the the devil's bargain I'm going to offer you. Um, you can generate uh, a modest amount, not a tremendous amount, but a modest amount of um, pseudo uh, Sundara. But it's going to cost you your spore-based abilities um, until, like, a significant amount of time has passed. So basically... Your things like the the spore shield, all that sort of stuff, um, will essentially be offline because you'll have to expend most of the spores on your body to do this. So you don't have any dead to use. The Sundara is already processed, and like they, what little they have, they already have. So to generate new stuff, you'll have to use the spores you've got, which will make it more difficult for you to use those abilities. So if you're willing to do that, then you can create a modest amount of these spores. Will I still be able to cast magic? Yes, yeah. Like you, you're not. It's not like you're you're burning all of them. Um, I'm just thinking like because I was just I'm, I'm trying to rationalize how you could do this, and the only way I can think of it is like you still have a few around. Like it's not like you're you're burning down to zero. Also, I just don't think you could do that safely. But your major like the abilities that you have that are very spore heavy will be offline. So, okay. like, um, when you were fighting the Poalar bears, you threw a bunch of spores at them, and, like, you've created sort of, like, um, barriers. and that aura. Yeah, exactly. So, like, the aura, essentially the aura will be offline. Okay. Um, like, for the adventure, not, like, till you take a nap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think for a cost as potentially steep as that, I would want to consult my friends first and let them know that I will be 
depleting myself pretty severely to do this. Sure. Uh, they will only be able to depend on me for so much going forward. Well, if so that's maybe the only if they're still fitting me for a bathing suit or anything like that, then that's yeah, what I would Yeah, it, it's as, uh, <laughs> Honestly, as it's Duncan is cutting out your crotch diamond. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. like, well, you know what? I'm Most of the spores weren't yeah. really going to be shown off in the diamonds anyways. Like, we could always, like, throw one on for your nips or whatever. But I feel like it'll work for me for the swimsuit. Generally speaking, I mean, as long as it's not going to hurt you, that's my concern. Otherwise, we could go hunt for dead things, but we don't have a whole lot of time. The nature of the cluster itself ensures that I will receive and be blessed by these spores again in time. I just wish for you both to know that should things turn dire during the festival, if we are faced with combat, I will not be as effective. Hmm. Brain well, I mean, there is there another alternative, really? The alternative. I, I, I mean, we have to do this, right? I do not. Yes, mm. I just wished for you to know. You can, you I can refuse know. to Thanks. create more Sandara. That is actually an option. Um, you would just have to. That's what I was going to say. Is delicate the alternative is not to create Sandara. Yeah, um, for our plan to work, we need the Sandara. The only way to do that is for me to expend the spore clusters that I have well, on me. Right now, our plan is to make friends gather information and help where we can. We don't actually have a plan that's like, we've got to fight a bunch of people and then kill things. I don't think we should build that in fundamentally to plans that just seem to be more diplomatic, religious, and cultural exchanges. So, listen, not everywhere's going to be the Bone Spur Mountains. And I did not have any sign of a hostile intent here. I think we can move forward pretty confidently. I mean, I, I do think there is something a bit nefarious going on with the pool. What I makes had, you say that? Well, because really? I had a kind of freaky dream and there was like an elvish woman looking into the pool and then her reflection was all like rah, like gross and decayed and withered and she was like oh isn't this beautiful blah 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 so like what makes you how do you know that that's something evil as opposed to just you dealing with the fact that you don't have a body anymore could it have uh, been a metaphor i don't i don't think so well, that's okay i, tr I trust you i'm just checking in I mean, let me think this through. I was like an old human body and I looked in the reflection and I saw my armored body and then pretty elvish woman saw horrible body. So maybe that's just being like, oh, maybe I should think like, oh no, like I don't even know I've lost it. I was gonna, <laughs> no, it doesn't make sense. No, right, not so we, good for me. We this don't is just basically saying that I think I'm hideous and I'm probably right. I am prepared to sacrifice my spores for more Sundara as long as you are still 30% ready to die. 
Well, well, sir, I as I've said so, to you I before, mean... and I'll say it again, I died the moment I took my oaths. Right, let's Good. just keep our eyes Francis? open. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, great. Um, let's just keep our <laughs> eyes open for, like, an elvish woman with, like, pale blue hair. And if she shows up, I don't know, maybe, like, be on guard. You know what? We can introduce her to Mr. Bang. I just spin right. my pistol I mean, and then spin it back away. Well, you know, if, if if she's like not a good person, then yes. So, Maka, then you're going to go ahead and create uh, the Sundar that you can. Um, the, yeah, uh, I've just made a note that Halo of Spores and Symbiotic Entity are, are offline. Great. So um, you spend some time um, kind of meditating over the spores. Um, it's funny because changing the color on them is actually very easy. It's just not something you ever bothered to do because why would you? Um, so you're able to, to figure... Yeah, What's exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, you're able to kind of figure it out. Um, the fact that it is so easy to do at this base level um, actually disturbs you somewhat because... There's clearly a version of this that could have been done without disrupting the cycle so much um, and without killing the spores. Um, but whoever altered them clearly did not either know how or care um, in their creation of the Sundara. Um, so, Duncan, um, you want to rehearse the fight. Is that correct? Yes. And we have to flower up Gwendolyn. Those are my two goals. Okay. Okay. Um, so go ahead, please, and uh, just give me like an attack roll, if you would. Um, Gwendolyn, sure. what is your AC? 20. 20. Okay. So I'm fighting the invisible sword, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just for um, sake of sanity, we're just going to use the, the existing numbers. Beautiful. Then I'll expend my assault swashing point because I've got to practice at my best. There's no rehearsal where he doesn't give 110%. He's a pro. Uh, that I'm talking is, about practice. Yeah, that is 22 to hit. All right. Um, so uh, it's less that Gwendolyn is actively trying to, like, fight the hell out of you with the floating sword. And uh, more so just that um, she's not great at faking it. Um, so she's actually putting up, like, a decent defense. Um, but, uh, once you kind of, uh, understand that that's, that's where it is, um, and kind of, you start to see the technique you taught her just by extension through the Elos blade. Um, so once you get that down pat, you're able to kind of figure out the, the steps and, um, set up a, enough flourishes that you feel satisfied with the, the combat. Great. Um, Cool. Um, in terms of um, muddying her up, I think that's just something you can do. I don't really see any reason to roll for that. Um, Wait, I know how to jam dirt into my face. You already. do. This is literally I, practice. Yeah, this is a thing you do. Um, so, Gwendolyn, <laughs> the other thing you wanted to do was to investigate the pool. Yes. How would you like to do that? You mentioned uh, doing it maybe under the cover of night, so like a sneaky, sneaky thing. Yes, yeah, sneaky, sneaky. Okay. <laughs> Um, Basically me and my skulking cloak being like, I'm trying to be clandestine. And don't forget to practice your questions with Maka. Yes. Or like clandestine. Am I right, folks? She's made of metal. Hey-oh! That has been Curse, Code, and Crown. Good night! Take your servers. Um, 
So nice. uh, <laughs> go ahead and roll me. Um, let's go with a uh, persuasion roll um, for your questions with Maka. Okay. Less that you need to persuade him, like, no, or sorry, less coaching and more that you occasionally need to persuade him to answer questions. Gotcha. He's also very busy color changing spores. Um, so. Not, not 20. Ooh. Um, weirdly, Maka, because you're so focused on the spores, you're, you're actually very pliable right now because you don't have time to be confused. Mm -hmm. um, so with, uh, with, with less difficulty than you would anticipate, uh, Gwendolyn, you're able to coach Maka on these answers. Uh, and rather than having to put up with a lot of like, but why, um, you just kind of get him agreeing a lot. Um, and you run him through it enough that, uh, I think it's that frustration thing where someone eventually is just like, yes, yes, yes. I, I say my, you know, I want world peace and, and this and this and this. Those are the things you've told me to say. I'm going to say them. Go. Um, and uh, you feel pretty good about yourself. Honestly, um, your your younger brother was annoying enough throughout uh, all the time you knew him previous to him stabbing you that uh, you're pretty good at repeating yourself. So <laughs> this was just that, except he didn't turn out to be a murderous son of a bitch. Not yet. The night's young. Um, cool. Um, following that, um, evening falls. Uh, Duncan is practicing his kata. Uh, ever the perfectionist, he wasn't exactly happy with how his steps worked. Um, Maka is going to be up all night uh, with the spores. I think also making sure that the alterations you've done won't kill them. So it's one thing to just do this. It's another thing to feel okay releasing all of yeah, them. Yeah, um, definitely. That's got to be a big caveat. And I think also probably testing the back door to make sure that once you do determine what the deal with the, the memory is, that it, it activates the way you intend it to. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're both kind of uh, fairly distracted when Gwendolyn, you draw your cloak around you and sneak out uh, into the night uh, to see to clandestine affairs. Uh, can you will go ahead and roll me a stealth check, please. Normally I'd give you disadvantage on this, but because you're wearing your cloak um, and you're covered in dirt, and so you're covered can't in dirt, clang. Yeah. you've kind of you've kind of managed to like even out in the middle. I don't smell like just metal anymore. You so smell worse. Oh, yikes. That's a four. I wasn't sure if that was a good or bad yikes. Yeah, I was going to say, in a, a turn of events that will shock literally no one who's seen a suit of armor, uh, you <laughs> clang your way uh, to the pool. Um, <laughs> Half the flowers fall out. The dirt's gone yeah. off a bunch of the surface. I think yeah. this is li literally like a do, 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 do. Look, look, look. Do, 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 do. Stop. Look, look. Staccato. Wow. Um, strings. Yeah. Yeah. Clang, clang, clang. <laughs> Was I sneaky? Yeah, yeah. You're clang, just, clang, 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 clang. Yeah, you're just a spy versus spy cartoon. Um, <laughs> so you make it uh, You make it to the edge of the water, and um, once again you see the, um, the, the sort of uh, golden um, shimmer across the surface. Um, what is your intent with the pool? What are you trying to ascertain? Um, I I'm literally just like, is an elven woman gonna show up? <laughs> what do I see in my reflection? When will your reflection show what you feel inside? Yeah, exactly. Um, Who is this girl I see? <laughs> yeah, uh, literally though, that, that is the main question at hand. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> you um, come up to the, the edge of the, uh, the water and um, you kind of look into the depths and 
it's it's night. Uh, the water is dark. There's no kind of natural light sources around. Um, but you think you see just um, a, a pale, uh, pale blue light at the bottom of of the uh, sort of like deep, deep, deep underwater. Um, and um, you kind of like stare very intently at it. Um, how badly do you want to investigate this sort of thing? Is this like a take a quick look and then leave, or what's what's the strategy here? Um, I mean, like, I really want to know what's going on. Fair enough. Um, okay, so, um, <laughs> you lean in a bit further. Can you roll me a perception check, please? Yes. 18. 18. Um, the blue kind of fades out, uh, out of sight for a moment, and then fades back in, um, and you think you see... Um, almost like the, the thin line of a smile um, and uh, sort of a, a, a shimmer of uh, almost glowing skin um, haloed by, by a, a pale um, blue light. Um, and just as you kind of come to terms with this uh, is when you feel the hands on your back shoving you forward into the darkness. Hey! <laughs> This episode of Curse Code and Crown Sound was mixed and edited by Laura Hamstra, and the campaign was created by Tom McGee. Our original theme music was composed by Landon Noblock, and Curse Code and Crown's logo was created by the brilliant Decapitated Markers. If you want to follow our players or our DM on Twitter, you can reach out to Laura at EL Hamstring, Ryan at the Ryan LeBlanc. Tyler at Tyler underscore Hewitt, Tom McGee at McGeeTD, or you can message our whole company at Dum Dum Dice. So please join us again for more Curse, Code, and Crown! Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.